I think it's really intuition because for entrepreneur, right, mm-hmm. it's really just intuition. You you just feel so passionate, you know, about it. And for entrepreneur, uh, I I I think a lot of entrepreneurs are like me. You know, we want we will spend our last dollar, right, just to like make the idea work. Right. Yeah. So, so when your conviction no to go point, digital was, mm, was so strong. Yes. Yeah. You, for me, I believe you know there's no turning point because if let's say you you you, you if there's always a safety net or turning point, right? It's very difficult for you to move you know forward. Mm. Yeah. So for for me, you know, um, I don't have a safety net. I just mm. have to make it work. <laughs> Welcome to CEOs Confess. We have an entrepreneur who's been in the same industry for about 25 years and uh, has been the leader for all three of the companies that she's been at. And um, along the way, uh, she's won the Entrepreneur of the Year Award. She's won the CEO of the Year Award. So the, the list of accolades here continue to go along and I think would be here all day uh, if I read it all out. So, um, but let's not go there, right? You know, I, I want to welcome you all. Uh, Annie Yap from AYP Group. Welcome to CEOs Confess. Hello. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for having me here to yeah. share. No, thank you. Thank you My for honor. coming for My coming honor. on board and, and sharing your story with, you know, the, the audience, right? Um, and I can't wait to hear the story from your point of view as well. Um, and I know it spans a few decades, which is perfectly fine. Um, but let's start from the beginning, right? Mm. Like, you know, tell me more about um, what was it like growing up, your mm. education? Mm. Were, you, were you always groomed um, from the beginning to be like a boss lady? <laughs> Not really, I think. Um, um, when I was young, I mean, I'm born to a family um, of like five of us. Yeah. So my my parents, you know, and I have two younger brothers. So uh, my father, um, he was from China. So he came to Singapore at a very young age. Right. So, uh, you know, go through a very tough hardship, you know, of a lifestyle. And mm. then uh, he, uh, 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 he retired as a coffee shop owner. So throughout the life, you know, I have been like helping out, you know, in his coffee shop. Yeah. And my mom is... Is a full-time housewife. Right. Yeah. So f- because I think because of the influence of my dad, you know, I wanted to like run my own business as well. I see. Yeah. But I dare not tell him, you know, because for him, he f- he felt that you know, um, I go to university as he spent so much money for me to study, and why should I go into you know um, business? Because he felt that business is a lot of hardship. A lot of hardship. Yeah. Right. So what did they want you to do? Um, they wanted me to be. Maybe like work for the government, you know, which is a very safe job or right. work for a bank. Yeah, yes. I graduated with a bank, uh, finance degree. Okay. So 99% of my classmates, you know, end up in a bank. Right. Yeah. So for like me... everyone else here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know one thing, I wouldn't want to work in the finance industry. Yeah, but okay. I little do I know that I actually end up in the HR industry. Yeah, I never thought that I would be in HR. Right. And, and yeah. how did that actually come about? Okay. So um, after... After graduating, you know, um, I actually start my own business. Okay. You know, I so I start a small um, recruitment tuition agency. So as a fresh graduate, so I don't know, you know, I don't have working experience. So I thought like tuition agency is something that I could do because I was a tuition teacher before during my vacation. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. Yes. So I started that with another uh, friend from the university. Yep. So two of us, you know, uh, we put in a couple of thousand dollars and then we started this and. Um, for um, six months, the business really didn't work out. So the key business uh, lesson that I had is really you need to choose your partner very carefully. Mm. So if the partners, you know, don't have like the synergy, it's very difficult, you know, to work together. So yeah. uh, we agreed to part our ways, you know. So at that point in time, uh, it's it was difficult because like most of the uh, classmates has already found a job. So I haven't. So I went to rec- a recruitment agency called GMP to look for a job right yeah so yeah. when I stepped into GMP so I, I, I was thinking maybe I should get some experience you know from a recruitment company first right then uh, I probably will start my business later so so 
you said you started tuition company because that was what you were doing, you know, teaching students when yeah, during yeah, vacation correct, and things correct. like that. Yes. Then you went into Re- recruitment, recruitment, right? And, yeah. and and you did that with a, a friend of yours from, yes. from college as well, yes, right? Yes, that's right. And then you said that, I mean, you said that, that didn't work out. How long did that last? Uh, six months. Six that, months only? joint venture. Yeah, six months. Wow, okay. <laughs> and, and you said it was, you said... Yeah, uh, it's because like you know we are it, because like uh, I I think there's a clashes in terms of like our personality mm. uh, and we have no experience yeah right. so we didn't know that as partners it's very important that you need to give and take you know and you need to really like leverage on each other's strengths right yeah so uh, we do the same thing together and we I have see. like differences in opinions and we don't know how to like. Uh, resolute, you know, the conflict. Right. So, so instead of like dividing different tasks, yeah, you were both doing the yes, same thing and yes. you had different point of views. Mm, right. So there's a big time clash. So I thought like, you know, it's better that we part our ways and uh, for me to get more experience in business before yeah. I start my business again. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And so then you said you went into GMP. Yes, I went to GMP. And when I, was this? What what year ago was um, this? That was in 1994. Okay. Yeah, actually I completed interview on 993 December, then I thought like, you know, to start on the first day. So I started on the first day of 1994. Right, first yeah. day of 1994. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what was that like, you know, going, mm. I mean, you, you had the the passion, I guess yes. the dream to go mm. into business. Yep. It didn't work out after mm. six months. You must have took a bit of a hit to yes. to, mm. to the confidence. <laughs> um, but then you went back to, mm. to, the, to the workforce, like, yes. you know, to get some experience what was yeah. that experience like so um um actually i spent 15 years there so wow. it's my like one and only career in my wow. whole life yeah so um um i really didn't know that i would spend 15 years so i thought like maybe i would spend like the most five years and then after that i will start my own business again mm. yeah but but, mm. but then so hang on you said that um you you did tuition went mm. into recruitment mm. And then you decide that you would go back into recruitment to learn yep. from someone. Why mm. didn't you actually think about changing to something else? Why um, Why did you want to stick with recruitment? I think, and for re- the next fifteen mm, years as sure. well. <laughs> yeah. um, um, when I start my own, my own, I didn't really understand uh, what is recruitment all about. Mm. But when I step into a recruitment company, then I realized that this is a very impactful. Um, career mm. because it really helped you know people to find you know jobs yeah right. because um, uh, a lot of people spend like um, like at least eight hours a day which is one third of their life mm. working so yeah. if it's like they are not in the right place in the right time you know it's going to be very torturous mm. and you know the the career will bring satisfaction bring back the bread you know uh, to the family and all this so we find that helping people to find a dream job is very meaningful mm. and helping companies to find the right talent is also very uh, meaningful because mm. the right talent will help the company you know to be profitable and bring the company to, to the next level so I find that recruitment is actually a very very um, uh, is, is, is really a career that can really impact lives I see and, yeah. and it, it, was it what you were expecting though or did you like it was like a bit of luck that you kind of fell I into I learned uh, yeah I actually uh um, I, I I didn't expect it, yeah. But when I get into it, then I realized that hey, you know, this yeah. is really you know very impactful. Okay, Gives exactly. me a lot of satisfaction to yeah. be a good recruiter. Yeah. Okay. And then so you spent fifteen years mm. there, right? Like I'm yep. sure I don't think many people go into a particular role <laughs> uh, expecting to spend fifteen years there. Mm. Uh, what made you really mm. stick around for that long? Yeah, I think one major, one main factor is really my mentor, you know, the late founder, you know, of the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she's the one that really recruited me and then uh, groomed me, you know, to who I am even today. Mm. So she, other than recruitment, she really taught me everything about running business, managing people, uh, managing finances of the uh, business and, and everything yeah so she's like she's more than a boss you know to me she's like yeah. my mentor she's uh, she's like my um, uh, like my godmom you know yeah right yeah. Was, wait, she was your godmom before that uh, yeah, actually uh, oh. when she uh, contracted cancer right, you know okay. so uh, she told me uh, for me to run a role a good role as a CEO of the company uh, she wanted to have that relationship 
deep, you know, uh, like she she got me to be her goddaughter. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. she was like, you know, you're basically family now. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. We spent a lot of time together. We travel, you know, um, the world together because we're one of the pioneers that actually recruited a lot of uh, foreign talents, you know, into Singapore because that time Singapore has a huge shortage of like uh, people for the manufacturing, for the shipyard, you know, for all this uh, F&B industries. So the foreign yeah. worker <coughs> quota? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, at that point in time, really, I mean, the Singap Singapore is basically built up by uh, the foreign uh, workforce, yeah, mm. very much. Yeah, okay, and, and you said, um, so, so when, mm. when she decided that she wanted you to be CEO, she started mm. to groom you, mm. you became her goddaughter. How long yeah. was that? Were you at the company for already? Oh, okay, so um, I joined in 1994, right? So yeah. about 1998, yeah, she contracted cancer. So about that time, she made me from like a GM um, and I rose to be, be an MD. Yeah, and when she passed on, I was the CEO. So with and so within... About four three, years? Yeah, three, four years. You yeah. were GM and then <clears throat> yep. being groomed yes. to be CEO already. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because that time I actually was, uh, she, she was uh, pretty ill, you know, so she couldn't really uh, continue the business actively. So she was kind of like behind the scene. Mm. Yeah, so I have to like kind of like overnight grown up yeah. to, <laughs> to really run the business. And, 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 and that time also coupled with like uh, 1998, right, was the, I think was the Asian uh, financial crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And it really hit Singapore. A lot of companies are retrenching, you know, uh, people. Yeah. So that was the first time that I get into like a recession. Mm. Yeah. And, I mean, it sounds mm. like, it would have been a very very difficult time, right? Mm. Like your your mentor, yep. your your yes. godmother, yep. the 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 looming bust mm. of the economy, all mm. of this crashing down. Like, yep. what was going through your mind? Um, I think at a point in time is like you know when uh, uh, um, it, it was difficult, but I know I have all her support. You mm. know, she's a very 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 extremely supportive. Um, um, uh, mentor and also you know my team yeah at that point in time um everyone you know really stood you know by me yeah, yeah to go through that you know together so for us we just like take one thing you know at a time one mm. day at a time and do you think your career uh 25 years mm. now mm. would have been very different if if um you know you didn't have that mentor there to help definitely definitely it would be like Totally different. Totally, totally different. different. So, so on a scale of one to ten, then mm. how important is it? Do you think to have a mentor? Um, nine. 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 Pretty yeah, high. Why nine. not? Why not ten? Why not ten? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it could. It could be even ten. Yeah, it could be even ten. I find that it's extremely important, and and um, I find that I'm really blessed, you know, to really chance upon you know her because I remember when I first joined, right? She told me she at that point she just had this idea of like right, recruiting three fresh graduates, yeah, because before that, no one's. Um, um, no recruiter has a degree. Every recruiter has like a diploma or A-levels or O-levels at that point, 1993-94 period. Mm. Yeah, because recruitment is not like like a very high regarded, you know, uh, career at right. that point. Yeah, so, um, and but she wanted to have like three fresh graduates because she has this um, mindset. She says that I must have someone that's better than me. Mm. Yeah, so that, the company can continue to grow. Yeah. So she always tells me, she said, Annie, don't be afraid to hire someone that's more talented than you. Better than yeah, you. better than you. Yeah. So that, you know, you if you hire the person, you can actually be elevated, you can grow to the next level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's so, a really, really important mm, point. I mean, mm. the, the concept that I heard of was like mm. the real Russian dolls, right? Yeah. Like you always have one that's bigger yes. and bigger and bigger and you slowly take yourself out of the picture, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. awesome. So you learned that many, many years ago. I only yeah. heard about it like a couple of years ago. So so, <laughs> um, and, and I know you mentioned that, you know, your, your mentor has mm. had such a strong impact on mm. you that you, you feel like some of the lessons that you learned from her mm. are still with you today. Yes. What are some of these lessons? I, I guess it's almost timeless, right? It's been yeah. almost 20 mm -hmm. odd years. What, what are some mm. of these lessons? So one very, very um, um, 
clear uh, a lesson or until today I, I remember one very strong point is that she says that when you make a decision you have to use your brain you know <laughs> when you execute it you execute with your heart alright mm. okay Mm. Wow. So I find, wow, that is really very profound. Mm. Yeah, because a lot of time, if you make the decision based on, based on emotions, yes. you know, and then um, uh, uh, it's going to, it's not going to work. Yeah, but if you, or on the other hand, if you were to like uh, execute it using your brain, it's going to tear the relationship and make the matter worse. Yeah, so um, I, I find that even until today, right, it's really timeless. I, I, I still you know, apply it in my business. Every day. Every day, yeah, every day. Yeah, and this is something that you share with your team as well, mm, I'm assuming. Mm, yep, yep. And, and now to yeah. all the audience here yes. as well. I mean, it's very simple, but yet, you know, it's very powerful. Yeah, okay, mm. okay. And... Um, you know, while all this was happening, I know you mentioned your your mentor. She she had ca- cancer and mm. she eventually passed away. Um, this was still obviously quite early on in your mm. career, um, and you were made promoted to to CEO from yep. GM to, mm. to CEO quite quickly. Um, were there other people around you uh, who had maybe been in the company for longer mm. who weren't happy about it? Like, yes. how many arrows for did you sure. have? <laughs> Yes. So when I was just promoted to be the GM, yeah. um, so that time, um, what happened was that um, 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 there are there were um, about seven other person that report directly to my boss. Yeah. Yeah. From like HR to finance to like other country manager, other business unit manager, um, and um, uh, when she made me the GM. Uh, all of them, other than one person, one by one, I know, go and tell her, can we don't report to Annie? Wow. Yeah. So she, she, she prepared me, you know, mm. she told me, she said, Annie, you know, just be patient. I know this is not like, this is quite hurting to you, but yeah. just be patient. So, but I do remember, I told her something. I said that Giam, uh, her name is Giam. So I said, uh, don't worry, uh, respect, you know, need to be earned. Yeah, trust need to be earned. I will prove myself. Mm. Yeah, so I worked hard to prove myself, mm. you know, and then all of them, you know, start to respect me and, you know, willing to report to me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you must have been pretty young still, right? For them oh, yeah. to, like you were many, many <laughs> Yeah, a lot of them are 30s. Yeah, wow. yeah, at that point. I can't imagine being a CEO in my mid-20s. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was still just partying or something like that. <laughs> Um, so, so when you became the CEO and they started, um, you know, reporting mm. to you and they were happy to do so, mm. uh, what were some of the things or some of the plans that you had for, mm. for the company? Like, what was your plan to kind mm. of take this company to the next step? Were you there to execute what, what mm. your mentor had in mm. plan for you already? Or mm. did you, did you really start to, you know, spread your wings and like, you know, I need to do this or these are my plans? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, um, when I was taking over my mentor, a lot of time uh, we were focused a lot in overseas recruitment. So because that one was the opportunity, mm. that time Singapore was opening up and all this, right? So, um, but I felt that that business is not so scalable. And it's, I, I mean, I won't say not scalable, but it's not a long-term business. Because mm. as a country, right, you cannot be having like foreign workers forever. And mm. we are so small. So... I kind of like divert, you know, to um, what we call it contracting business, uh, which is like contingent workforce, because that is also quite new at that point in time. Uh, a lot of companies are hiring people on permanent basis. Right. So not many companies uh, are outsourcing. But we start to, you know, um, talk to like American companies. You know, American companies are usually like very forward thinking. They always have this like, contract outsourcing uh, kind of mindset so I start to talk to them and slowly you know we get into like we are one of the master vendor for a very big uh, MNC you know during then on contract workers we have like about 2,000 contract workers at one uh, one time just under one company yeah and that's how you know we really scale Right, just through mm. the through the contract workers. So yes. at that time when you took over, what was the annual turnover of, of the um, company? About ten. About 10, ten million. million. Yeah. And then I guess by by the time you left, yeah. what was the um, what was the company? Hundred million. Ten X. Yeah, ten X. Yeah. And all through scaling with these yes, contract workers? Scaling through contract workers, yeah. Mainly contract workers. Wow. Yeah. 
And you were how old by then? <laughs> Probably still under your 30. Tw- 28, yeah, 28, 30, yeah, around there. Wow, CEO mm. of a $100 million company by, by 28. That's, um, I mean, in now nowadays, I mean, that's quite common yeah, that's with quite the tech common. companies, yeah. tech companies mm. and stuff like that. But back then, yeah. probably very unheard of, yes. right? Yeah. How, how did that make you feel? Like, were, were people um, asking how did it happen? Um, were people trying to poach you uh, to, to go to oh, work with their companies? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Very much, you know, I was uh, 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 being approached. So, but every time um, um, when I was being approached, right, I will not entertain. Yeah, because I find that, you know, um, if you were to start to entertain, because some of the people, they may have this mindset, it's okay, you know, to entertain such thoughts. Mm. But little will you know that if you start to entertain, you might, you know, eventually leave the organization. Right. So for me, I'm so loyal and I'm so focused, you know, faithful, yeah. you know, on this company. So yeah. every time I got this kind of call, I do not entertain at all. Yeah. Yeah. So so that I can stay very, very focused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so when you were expanding with these contract workers, mm-hmm. that wasn't all in Singapore. Was it all in Singapore? Uh, mainly in Singapore, but we do have like, you know, um, um, operations in Thailand, in Malaysia, in Hong Kong, in China. Okay. And mm. what... Um, what made you go out to those countries? Mm. Yeah, I find that, you know, Singapore is very small. Yeah. yeah. And if I don't grow yeah. in terms of the, whether geographical or the business, uh, my people cannot grow. Yeah. yeah. So um, I've always have this growth mindset, you know, yeah. in me. Yeah. From day one, you know, when I start my own, even my, my, my current business. Mm. Yeah. So I have always want, you know, to grow. Yeah. yeah. And, and like to, to grow that for you as, as the CEO of the business, that mm. meant going overseas. Mm. And how did you start like going out to these different countries? Okay. So uh, in GMP days, the first one we start was in uh, Malaysia. Okay. So I remembered my boss then asked me to do a vis- visibility studies. So I went there, you know, to check it out, you know, the employment landscape, you know, the rental, the business cost. And then when I come back, I will just do up a business plan yeah, yeah. for her. I see. Yeah. So you did a feasibility study. Yes. And is that still something that um, you do right now? Like if you wanted to go to expand to another company, another country? Um, Yes, we do. We do. Yes, now we still do. Yeah, but it's just that we typically uh, now don't do organic growth, you know, anymore. Uh Yeah, so right now, you know, we are looking into acquisition. Mm. Um, We find that it's actually a faster way of growing. But of course, when we were smaller, you know, we organically grow um, I think now we are in seven countries, out of which, right, uh, three three are organic growth. The other four are through acquisitions. Through acquisitions, mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this was by by then, uh, by the end of GMP. What yeah. year was that? That was like two thousand and um, two thousand and eight. You know, I finished everything on the around, last day, and then um, I yeah. Okay. I and and so in so by by two thousand and eight, hundred million dollar company. Mm. Uh, indulge me for a second here. Um, what were some of the perks that you had as as the CEO? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I have two PAs. Okay. okay, then I was driving a um, seven series, fully paid for. Yeah. yeah, everywhere I go, I was on business class. Wow. Yeah, and um, of course, like a very very high salary, very high profit sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, mm. nice. Something to look forward to. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but but obviously, um, you know, my my understanding is at that time, uh, not everyone was that happy mm-hmm. about it, right? Um, tell me about what happened. You know, towards the end of GMP. Oh, okay. So, um, um, my founder passed away, right, in um, 2001, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, we lost her to cancer. So, um, and then, uh, but at her deathbed, I gave her the commitment that I'll continue the business for her. Mm. So, I continued to, you know, to run the business for a couple of years. So, um, and we won, you know, several awards, you know, in the midst. Yeah. And then, um, after which, uh, my founder's uh, husband, um, it's like, you know, I think he is... Uh, he, he, he wants to participate more and more into the business. Mm. Yeah, so, and then, um, at that point in time, 2008, the thought about, like, uh, starting my business, fulfilling my childhood dream came back. Yeah, so I 
made up their mind to leave and start my own business. And and was it um, at that time you said he wanted to get more involved? Mm, like, mm. how did that make you feel? Because you had already been running it successfully yes. for quite a while, right? Yeah. I mean, how did that yeah. make you, you feel when he said, like, I want mm, you to do this? Or mm. what actually happened? Yeah. So it made me feel like, you know, the same when I started my own first business. Like, you know, when uh, two partners doesn't see eye to eye. Mm. So it's very difficult, you know, to kind of like work together right. yeah and for me I really value a lot in terms of like freedom you know to make decision yeah and um, and um, he, he he is very uh, conservative I'm very expansionary and very growth minded yes. so this is really two different school of thoughts already right yeah so it's very conflicting uh -huh, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, in terms of the direction and then what was the final straw for you to mm. you know make the decision to, mm. to leave so the final straw was uh, uh, in a church service, yeah, in okay. September, yeah, two o eight. My pastor, Pastor Prince, uh, preached about a story, uh, 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 um, uh, preached about the uh, message on uh, recession, mm. yeah. So and that year was recession. Right. So um, and I was holding on to the Apple phone and in the app. The dictionary app I was so shocked the first meaning of recession is actually um, re uh, is the decline of the economy yeah. the second meaning is uh, restoration of what you have lost mm. so I tell myself oh this is really a big sign for me you know although I have built up this over the years right you know it may seem very big and it's, it seems like it's very difficult to really let go mm. yeah but if I were to start my own business and rekindle my own dream and passion I will be restored. Mm. Yeah. So that is really the final push. That was for the me. final push for you. That's the final push. Yeah. yeah. And um, and uh, that weekend I go back, you know, and Monday I attended my vaccination. I gave three months' notice to my ex boss and I finished the year and I left and start my own business. Awesome. And no looking back. <laughs> no looking back. No looking back. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people who are in a, in a mm, uh, mm. maybe not similar situation, but a situation where, you know, they, they want to do something of their own, mm. um, but haven't had that iPhone to tell them, <laughs> <laughs> to tell them that they should go. What, what advice would you have mm. for someone who is sitting on the fence about starting their own business? Mm. Okay, so um, um, to me, I mean, we only live life once. Yeah. And then if you don't try, you will never know. If you don't take the first step out, you know, it's like, um, um, what is it? Vision without action is hallucination. Yeah, so... It's always a dream if, or it's a hope or wish, you know, if you don't really put action behind it. Yeah. Yeah, it will never fulfill. Mm. Yeah. So um, for me, I would want to try even if, let's say, I'm late for 15 years. Yeah, but I would still want to try. Yeah, okay. Mm. And so that, that belief has mm. to be quite strong? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. because it's the belief that shaped the action that shaped the outcome. It's the belief? Belief that shaped the action yep. that determines the outcome. Yeah. Okay. That's very, very profound as well. Yeah. Okay. And then for, for some people though, like their belief is not that strong, mm. right? They can be easily persuaded. How do you, you know, build up that, that grit or that determination or that belief? Is mm. there a certain thing that you would do or recommend for people to? Um, yeah. I mean, keep, keep uh, talking to business people. Right. Yeah, keep surrounding surrounding by business people or read, you know, uh, business books, you know, from successful businessmen. Mm. Yeah, that will really strengthen, you know, your belief and strengthen your confidence. Mm. Is there like a particular, I mean, you said reading books is one mm -mm. thing. Is there any other particular routine that you think is really important for business people or people who want to go into mm. business? Yeah, I think um, um, the for, for me, okay, so every morning, right, you know, I will do a few things. Number one, definitely, I will um, um, read read something positive to start my day. Okay. Yeah, and secondly, I will exercise, mm. you know, so that I can actually, I, I believe that, you know, uh, mental health and physical health is the same. You must have a strong... Uh, physical health so that you can have a strong you know mental health mm. so these are the two things that I will make sure that I start my day with rest before you know 
I get into like you know the busyness of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So mental mm. health and, mm. and physical yes. health is really important. And yep. feed yourself first before yes. you get into the. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Okay. So then, um, so you you finally handed in your resignation mm. letter. Uh, you had three months off. Mm. Um, what was the first thing? When did you actually start the AYP? Mm. So it's an interesting story. So um, actually, I wanted to take a six months break, you know, okay. because I've been working nonstop for 15 years. Yeah. And um, um, I thought like, you know, since it's a recession, I must as well take a six it months. Took, took yeah, some extra yeah, time yeah, off. 2009 okay. is still yeah. uh, Asian, uh, I think it's a financial, global, global financial, financial crisis, crisis right? Yeah. So um, three months into it, right, I received, uh, when I was eating batomi, you know, okay. in the hawker center, <laughs> yeah. then uh, one of my good friends, which is the uh, uh, founder of Goodrich Global, is a wall covering, I think they sold the business already. So he called me and said, Annie, yeah, what are you doing? And I said, his name is uh, Ab Chong, Chong Beng, so I call him Abeng. Abeng, you know, I'm eating batomi. <laughs> then he said, what is it eating batomi? Quickly start your own business already, you know. Uh, I want to recruit people. Can yeah. I? Can you help me to do recruit? Right. Yeah, so that afternoon, I went to Accra to register my own business. Straight away? Straight away, yeah. And during that time, registration is still... Um, uh, manual. Manual. <laughs> you still need to go to International Plaza Level 5. You, know, <laughs> you still remember? Yes, I still remember. Because, big milestone day, right? Yes, it's a big milestone day and the, the, it's an impactful day because when I start my business, most of the people will start like with a $1 paid-up capital. It's quite mm. common, right? But I straight away start with 100000 paid-up <laughs> capital. Yeah, because I'm very, very determined to start the business right wow. so I remember handling the check to um, the officer officer, and he was shocked when you see the 100,000 yeah. he was shocked because normally people you know will start with a dollar yeah yeah paid up capital what was the day what was this day this is milestone uh, it's, day it's um, uh, 13th of March 13th of March yeah. 13th of March and, mm. and you handed him the check Yes. Did he have to go and get it confirmed with his supervisor or something? Uh, just no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. And so, so um, you know, you were a CEO. Mm. You had to let go of you know the the, the nice car yeah. and the two PAs, yes. flying around business mm. class, mm. Um, and you started up your own mm. your own mm. company. Mm. Was there a big transition between the two? Like you know, as a CEO, you're probably doing something very different than registering in Accra. Uh, going to yes, Accra to register yes, something, right? Yes. What, what was the transition mm. like for you? So, uh, yeah, the first thing is the car. Actually, in 2009, right, um, although it's recession, but there's also opportunities. So when, when I, uh, on a Sunday, when I open up the newspaper Sunday Times, there's a big page saying that you can buy this at that, you can buy this at that. Then I realised that there's this uh, BMW 5 Series, brand new. Yeah. Yeah, at um, uh, 90,000. Was that your car? Yes. Then it I was. bought that 5 Series. Yeah, yeah. mine was 7 Series, oh, you know, okay. so, but I got a brand new 5 <laughs> Five series is not bad, and then it was um, the COE was all time low. COE was five thousand dollars. Right, you wow. cannot believe it. It's the lowest. It's one of one of the history. Five thousand dollars. So I took the opportunity. Yeah. I I bought that car. Yeah. So, um, that 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 uh, that was uh that that car, and then um um. I can share with you one joke about like, you know, um, I tried to book a uh, trip, you know, uh, with my husband. Normally when I go on trip, right, even like my own holiday, I'll get my PA to book for me. So PA will book everything. Yeah. So I booked that trip. I told my husband, I said, don't worry, Jacob, I'm very confident I can do it. You know, so I booked that trip. And then um, on that day, I went to the, we were so happy, bring our luggage, you know, to the airport. So we wanted to maybe like, you know, go to the lounge and all this. So we go earlier to the airport so uh, it was three hours then um, the airport counter say it was to uh, uh, to uh, Krabi mm -hmm. so the counter person say I'm sorry you know then I say oh no need to be sorry we know we're a bit early we can wait you know for a while then he say no your flight flew off yesterday <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I was so disappointed because uh, I booked a flight to Bangkok. Then I did need to change. I thought yeah. like, I, oh shit, I need to change the hotel and everything and all this, right? <laughs> so I was so upset with myself, you know. Yeah. But that's not what you're normally yes, doing, yes, right? Yes, yes, I never do that before. This is my yeah. first time. I thought I will do it properly, but I didn't know that I screwed everything up. Yeah. But. <laughs> Thank God that, you know, they actually changed everything for me. The Bangkok yeah. Airline was very, very nice. They changed everything, the hotel, everything they changed for me. Nice. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was so salvaged I still managed, yeah, to, to go. To go on the yeah, trip. Yeah. Okay. And then so, okay, so 
mm. registered your your company um, with with a hundred thousand yeah. dollars paid up capital. Mm. Um, very very uncommon. Mm. Most companies, you know, when they're starting up, they start up at home yeah. uh, on, on the dining yeah. table in the bedroom. Yes. Um, how did you mm. start? What okay. was that like? So I started uh, by renting a like a service office. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. Straight in, away. Um, yeah, straight away. With a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was straight away rented office office at SunTech. Okay. Yeah, so I I grew actually we the the the, the recession in Singapore is very short lived. Yeah. Uh, so um uh, our business was so good, you know, that we actually grew uh, within like six months. We moved to a permanent office. We rented a place in OCBC mm. yeah tower right. center yeah so um, um, yeah so we we, kind, uh, we actually grew quite fast the first couple of years was very very good for us and so you so you went and got a um, an office space yes. service office yeah uh, for yourself yeah for myself you know and then I hired uh, three other people straight away on day one yeah straight on day away. one yes yes did you take some people from GMP uh, no I didn't take anyone from GMP I actually hired from my competitor <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is that a tip <laughs> <laughs> okay so you hired a couple of people straight away on, yeah. on day one mm. um, as as a as a um, information, I guess, to to potential founders, mm. right? What are some of the the first hires that you would recommend? Um, I think uh, first hires would definitely, uh, I, I I think, should be sales. Yeah, salespeople. Okay. Yeah, because if there's no sales, you know, there's nothing. You know, you could do. Yeah, so definitely sales. If let's say, unless you're in um, tech, you know, space, so probably you want to hire uh, your tech guys your cto as well mm -hmm. yeah so uh, unless you can code you know yourself yeah yeah if not then i think you you probably need to have a good tech team, tech team. so sales and marketing and tech will be my first focus first hires mm -hmm. yeah okay mm -hmm. and then um throughout your journey so far um with your mm -hmm. own company that mm -hmm. is did you make any like really exceptional hires and did you make any really bad hires? What was that yes, like? Yes, I will start with my, the bad hire first. Okay. Yeah, so um, 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 I think in 2014, so um, I was so desperate really to grow my recruitment business in the banking and finance sector because I, I, I am not familiar from that uh, from that sector I'm stronger right. in the manufacturing you know and uh, maybe right. technology sector I not see. so much in the FSI so I hired you know and at that time you know Singapore uh, government is to really grow the wealth management uh, uh, in Singapore mm. yeah so uh, banks are really hiring bus loads of like private banker so mm. I thought you know this is a good opportunity mm. however I don't have the network you know the contact to any recruiter in this industry yeah. I chance upon someone you know who end up like being a crook la, you know really I lost it, a it lot was of a what, money sorry? a crook a crook yes yes so um, um, he kind of like uh, uh, built so called built one million dollars of uh, billings yeah. you know however you know he didn't send out to the client yeah so those are all fake invoices wow yeah and how did you find out? Um, because after a while, you know, uh, he said that, you know, the, they need six months notice. So this, this, this guy will only be able to tender six months later. So when we nearing to six months, then he said that, oh, the company counter offer, you know, this person. So this person cannot start. So this whole thing, you know, just, just roll and roll. Yeah, this lie, you know, just roll and just roll. Just keep going. Yeah, just keep going. Wow. And, and how long did that last? About one year. A year? Yes, a year. And so, I mean, you, I mean, you said you were really desperate at that time. Did you pay like above the normal wages yes, for, to yes. get him on board? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, so as a, as a like a mistake, right? Mm, yeah, it's a big it's a big mistake. Yeah. Big mistake. And mm. how much did that cost you? Um, it cost me about eight hundred k. What? Yes. Eight hundred k. Yes, eight hundred thousand. In in his salary. Uh, uh, his salary and also uh, in, including the invoices that you know he say you know he will bill but yeah. end up you know he didn't bill uh, and he also hired a few researcher I see yeah 
okay, that's um, mm. so that's a bit costly, right? Of of yes, uh, it's a very costly. Yeah, yeah, yes. Hire the wrong person would be a very costly mistake. Okay, and then what about uh, the exceptional hire? What did okay. this person do for you? Yeah, so um, now this lady is my GM. You know, so I hire her as a fresh graduate. You know, uh, but she really. Uh, I guess it's really like, you know, she resembled maybe me like last time in GMP, right? So she started, you know, with me as a fresh graduate and she really rose, you know, and she's now my GM. She take care of like my P&L for me. Yeah, and she's really uh, very, very, uh, she, she, she will look after the P&L and she spent every single dollar like, you know, her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, um, she will uh, take care of like all the... Um, um, business, the client, the BD, the marketing, you know, she, she, she kind of like, and management of the people, you know, for me. Yeah. Right, so is she your goddaughter now? Sorry? Is she your goddaughter now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was this time, there was this time I traveled with her to, I can't, re- can't remember, Indonesia or, 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 or Malaysia. So we cleared the custom, right? So um, uh, I cleared first and then she go after me. Uh, then the officer asked, is that your mom? <laughs> <laughs> she asked, asked her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Um, so, so right now, I mean, like you said that you hired a fresh graduate. Um, is that part of your hiring process now, or if not, what is your what's your hiring process like now to mm. to make sure you weed out some of the crooks um, and you get more of these exceptional hires? Yes. What's that process? Like? So okay, so uh, when we hi- when I hired my GM that time, we were just like about to uh, recover. I mean, still nursing from that wound, you know, that we ha- we, we we had right. It was like two o one six that I I, I took her in yeah so um um uh, we really don't have the budget so i have to get a fresh graduate right yeah to help me but right now you know um uh we don't just go for fresh graduate i think right now our focus a lot is really like number one uh, we look at really the culture fit because if the culture fit is not there it's going to be very 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 difficult Mm -hmm. yeah like integrity is one of my important values mm. you know so um, um, that's how you know we use this uh, benchmark to kind of sieve out you know people who are like crooks or people who really d- doesn't fit in into the culture right yeah so uh, that is one very very important thing mm-hmm. the second thing is really drive um, okay. um, I find that if let's say there's no passion there's no drive it's very difficult you know to be successful I don't want to every time you know neck at someone you know mm. and push you know the person is very very tiring if yes. the person is not independent yeah right so the third thing is what we look for is track record yeah mm. is there any successful track record previously mm-hmm. yeah that this person has demonstrated you know in his or her course of work and yeah. this track record doesn't mean that it has to be work it can be if, if the person is a fresh grad it can be in, in, during the school days mm. yeah like yeah. extracurricular activities yes, things like that's that that's right mm. just to show that they're yes. capable of, yep. of something or achieving something yep that's right, right. it's very mm. different to what recruitment or I guess hiring used to be like, yeah. right? It used to be like, you know, show me your piece of paper. Yes, yes your resume, yes. you know, yeah. Yeah, and, mm. and now it's it's hiring based on, you know, the, their integrity. Yes, right? and, and the, their, culture, the culture, the values, yeah. yeah. So we, we, we ask a lot of behavioral questions, mm-hmm. yeah, rather than um, the last time is like, show me your experience, mm. yeah. Or um, talk about your last working experience. How yeah. is it like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And so you say culture is quite important mm. at your company, right? Like, mm. how do you, uh, you know, I guess shape the mm. culture in your mm. company, and how do you keep it running, yeah. right? Because, you know, sometimes if your company is very large, mm. you know, I imagine yours is, yeah. is quite large. Um, you know, making sure that everybody adheres to the yes. same vision, mission, yep. and values. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody. Um, you know, demonstrates the mm. same thing is is quite difficult to mm. to control, right? Yep. How does that work at yeah. AYP? So I I do believe in a few things. Number one is I believe that one percent vision, ninety nine percent alignment. Mm. So alignment is actually a constant process of like you know you really need to make sure that every single person understand your vision, understand you know what are your culture, what are the values that you can tolerate, you cannot tolerate, mm. and culture or values is actually behaviors, right? Mm. You know, it's not something that you put on the wall or something that you put on your performance appraisal or whatever is really something that you need to it's a day daily thing that you need yeah. to demonstrate so for us our values are like of the 
uh, we have five you know values mm-hmm. passion collaboration commitment integrity you know and value creation right. so everything that we do right we must uh, we we must de- uh, demonstrate this so how we do is that recruitment we use this you mm-hmm. know, so we ask behavioral questions surrounding these five values. Yep. Then, um, in our appraisal, we use this. Mm-hmm. Um, when the boss appraises the subordinate, the bo- the boss will kind of like uh, assess the person's you know uh, behavior in these five areas. And every month, you know, we have that this employee of the month, which is uh, 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 nominated. You know, and voted by the peers. By the peers. Okay. Yes, and every month we showcase one value. Mm. Like for example, the coming coming month is for commitment. So you vote for your colleague that demonstrate commitment in this whole entire month, and I this see. person become the employer of the month. So I that's see. how we kind of acknowledge. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. That people are demonstrating yes. and, and adhering to these correct, core correct. values. Correct. Yeah. And if let's say they don't in the course of work, right? Then we will give warning or mm. reprimand them. We talk to them, mm. and we sometimes terminate them mm. yeah, as well if let's say they constantly breach mm-hmm. you know that value yeah okay like a couple of strikes and you're out yeah. kind of thing yeah. okay mm. and you said that alignment is a mm. constant thing it just makes me mm. think about you know my old um, uh, boss and, and mentor mm. said the, the same thing right but the analogy he gave was uh, driving a car Mm. You know, he said, like, if you're driving a car and you keep your hands off the wheel, mm. you don't know if you're still on the road. If you yeah. look at it later, uh, uh, you know, 10 minutes later, you could be in the gutter, yeah. right? But if you keep your hands on the wheel, uh, you're able to always mm. realign and make sure that you're going in the right direction, right? So mm. um, I, I totally understand mm. where you're coming from, why it needs to be a, a constant thing. Mm. Um, but is that something that is replicatable mm. across mm. the region and mm. all different cultures, do you think? Yep. Yeah, um, we can. Uh, it can. Yeah. So what we do is that uh, uh, number one, you know, uh, we do daily huddle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So every day, um, every team, every member, you know, do a stand up like. Uh, very quick 15 minutes the most mm. a huddle mm. and we talk about like what was our accomplishment on the f- previous day yeah. and then what are the metrics you know how much have we done you mm-hmm. know and then um, the second round we go like what are the priorities mm. that you have you know for today and what are the hurdles that you need you know people around you to help to you, help you with. with yeah so we do that every single day so that everyone in the team understand like individually what they are doing yeah. then the second thing is that we have one-on-one mm-hmm. so uh, the manager and the uh, staff will do a one-on-one weekly just to check in like you know where are you on your rocks you know on your KPI and blah 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 right. then we had a monthly alignment meeting mm-hmm. yeah so all the managers uh, they used to fly down all the country managers fly down to Singapore right. for a one full day of learning and problem solving okay. yeah so right now we do it via Zoom right. yeah so that's the uh, alignment we want to make sure that you know it's actually cascade across all the country yeah, yeah. and um, um, what else we do uh, of course the strategic uh, quarterly you know review we review mm. yeah every quarter so we constantly align yeah okay and then so um, when you're constantly aligning mm, I guess mm. this makes things a lot easier for you yeah. to get in, gather information yes. so you have a good pulse of what's happening in yeah. in mm. the company Um but you said that also everybody flies in, but they're mm. not able to do that now. Has mm. it been hard for you to get everything aligned on the Zoom meetings? Because, mm. I mean, your your particular industry is very people, people yes. orientated, right? And Correct. now you can't... Yep. Mm. be in touch with them live what's that yeah. what's that like so um, yeah so uh, when we come to like you know um, um, this uh, monthly alignment we used to do one full day when they're in Singapore where mm. we can meet face to face but right now we do half a day mm-hmm. yeah so but if they cannot fly uh, there's no choice you know uh, we still have to continue do the Zoom but come to like local uh, teams right so we used to do Zoom and we realised that there is actually a uh, um, communication, you know, breakdown and service labs mm. when we do Zoom. Yeah, so right now what we do is that we actually um, come back on a rotational, you know, basis because a lot of times we, I realise that work from home, um, um, I think 100%, right, is going to be a long-term you know, problem. Mm. Yeah, because I think a lot of relationship is still built based on like physical meeting and talking, yes. right? Or innovation ideas can yes. be actually discussed and all this. Yeah. yeah. So uh, 100% to work from home, right? I, I, I don't think like collaboration, um, you know, innovation, you know, can be 
can can be improved. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, we are bringing them back like on an alternate, you know, week basis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Slowly. Mm, I see. Mm, I mm. see. And so, aside from you know the alignment mm. meetings and things like that, has your business been impacted by the pandemic at all? Um. Actually, thank God. You know, uh, my business has not been impacted. In fact, we have a small growth. Right. Yeah, okay. Over the last uh, couple of months, because I think um uh, we pivoted our business mm. uh, about three years ago. Right. Okay. So. Um, so you saw the pandemic happening? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to really transform, you know, the business and grow, you know, the business, right? Yeah. So I realized that recruitment business, it's very, very hard to grow because of it's very um, consultant-reliant. Right. So uh, when you have like more assignments, you need more people. So mm. I find that that business is not so scalable. I want to go to a business whereby I my efficiency, my productivity is not subject to like you know uh, more uh, people because that will reduce my productivity right so uh, three years ago we made a cons- uh, conscious effort to build our recurring revenues okay yeah so right now we are only in the recurring revenues uh, business yeah so that's why you know when we build up the base right any growth uh, will become just incremental mm. yeah so we are ready like Go uh, past our break-even points. So every month, right? You know, we step into a month confidently. Like this month, we will be profitable. It's just how much profit straight you know from, we make from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, so that's in, um. So you're doing recruitment now as well no, as digital? I don't do recruitment anymore. You, so I you, I quit. I I exited the recruitment business. Wow. Because okay. recruitment is not recurring. Recruitment right. is one off. So when it's seasonal, you know, when it's like, uh, um, cyclical, you know, when there's a need, then there's a recruitment opportunity so I find that that business is not so scalable and I need consultant to deliver the recruitment assignments right, right. so so it wasn't just thinking about finding things that are more scalable mm. and recurring mm. you actually got rid of yeah, the yes. recruitment side I, completely I, yeah we need to self-destruct you yeah. know, yeah, before other people disrupt me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, thank God that I self-disrupt, you know, yeah, three years ago. Yes, yes, yes. It was a, it was a very, um, it was a, a scary moment. Right. Because I got 15 years in recruitment plus another almost 10 years here, mm. right? Like 23 years of recruitment. Yes. And overnight, you asked me to just stop this business. What can I do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It would so, be very but, scary for a lot yes, of people. It was very scary then. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, and ha- so how how did how did you kickstart this? Okay, I mean, you, so you would have um, had that hundred thousand dollars in yeah. <laughs> in starting so, capital. <laughs> <laughs> it's already like long gone yeah. Yeah, with that like 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 that bleed right the eight hundred thousand. Yeah, oh yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. So um, at uh, and at that time, you know, we took up like some loans from the banks. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and fill up you know the gaps. Yeah, before uh, my recurring revenues, you know, build up. Yeah, and mm. so what's the the recurring revenue? I guess platform or, or mm. business that you have right now. Okay, so right now we have like three recurring revenues. The first one uh, we call payroll outsourcing. Okay. Yeah. So company outsource their payroll processing. Yep. Yeah. To us, uh, the second one is uh, we call it professional employer organization PEO. So it's like company when they want to expand uh, in Southeast Asia, they don't have an entity and they find that setting up an entity is too 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 slow or too expensive. They park people under us. Right. You know, and until they find that they're confident, the business is big enough, then they set up their entity. Right. Yeah, and this is growing because of the pandemic. People cannot fly, you know, I but see. they want to tap into, they want to grow the Southeast Asia market. So that's what they do now. Right. The third one is actually the my software business is subscription based. Yeah. So it's pay per use per user. So mm. that is also recurring in nature. Wow. Mm. So so. Um, when you decided to, I guess, build the recurring revenue, mm. decided to go digital, mm. um, were all these things already in the plan or what kind of guided you to to come to these three different revenue streams? Okay, so... Um, um uh, when we moved, you know, into this recurring revenue, in fact, that time we only had one clear recurring revenue, which is the payroll outsourcing business. Because okay. um, um, along the way, uh, I bought a payroll outsourcing business. You bought so, one? Yeah, I okay. bought one. Yeah. So I bought that payroll outsourcing because because I really want to diversify from recruitment. Yeah. So I went into payroll outsourcing. So that one is a clearly recurring, you know, revenue. Mm. So, um, and the PEO business came uh, about uh, later on. 
it's quite aligned with like the contracting business that we are used to do. Yeah. Only that this one is more uh, senior or more white collar. The, mm. the other one is more blue collar. Yeah. yeah. And um, um, that we build up slowly, you know. Um, the other one is actually the software, right? So when I want to digitalize about five years ago, right, I want to digitalize the business, but I don't know what to do. Mm. So um, um, I actually, you know, go into a job board. I developed, I bought a job board. Okay. Yeah. And then I built, start to build that job board. Uh, it's called lifesciencebot.com. Right. Yeah. So that's my first move into digitalizing. Digital. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, as we market, you know, and develop that job board, then we realized that, wow, it's very difficult because it's, it can only sell to the healthcare and life science industry. Right. So I, I learned something from EO, you know, mm. that you don't build a product or service that you can only sell to a village. Right. Yeah. So I find that, oh, maybe this is not the right <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and, and also that time I got, I, I had a tender so okay. for payroll outsourcing tender, so we were using third-party software, uh -huh. and then um, 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 and when I go put in the pricing, I realized that hey, uh, this are uh, ten dollars to the client, right? Seven dollar for software, three dollar for services. Then I said, oh shit, service is so cheap. <laughs> I, need, I need to be yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> software is so expensive. Yeah. I should have built my own software. Yeah, yeah. So that's how uh, that and then and uh, chance upon someone that sold a software business to me, uh, the payroll software. Uh, she doesn't want to commercialize it, you know. She's almost like eighty percent done, and she right. said that um, you just you can take over, okay. you know, and you can start building on it. Yeah. I, then that's when I jump into HR software. And and did she? Um, I mean, I know you wanted to go digital and, mm. and do more digital revenue, yep. right? Get more digital revenue. Mm. But what made you really decide that that was the right thing for you? Like, because I mean, sounds like. Just someone random mm -hmm. came to you and said, hey, yes. buy this off me. What, what made mm. you hand I, over I the cash? I think it's really intuition. Because for entrepreneur, right, mm -hmm. it's really just intuition. You, you just feel so passionate you know, about it. And for entrepreneur, uh, I, I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are like me. You know, we, want, we will spend our last dollar right. just to like, make the idea work. Right. Yeah. So, so when your conviction no to go point, digital was, mm, was so strong. Yes. Yeah. You, for me, I believe you know there's no turning point because if let's say you, you 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 if there's always a safety net or turning point, right? It's very difficult for you to move you know forward. Mm. Yeah. So for for me, you know, um, I don't have a safety net. I just mm. have to make it work. Right. Yeah. And and um, you know, was it? I know you said you started thinking about it in 2015, right? But yeah. was that always mm. the end goal? What's the end goal for, for AYP? Okay, the end goal is definitely uh, we wanted exit. Okay. Yeah. So the exit can come through like a IPO or it could came through a uh, M&A, you know, right. activity or continue to, you know, really grow uh, bigger. Yeah. So, um, um, and uh, when I go into this HR software, uh I was thinking if I cannot sell, you know, I can still use because we are we are payroll processing company, right? Mm. I need my own software. Mm. Yeah, so that's why, you know, I was so convicted that I, I, I want to have my own software so that when I tender, I can control the pricing, you know, better. I see. Yeah. So the end goal is to get a deal, get bought out or M&A or something yes. like you said. Yes. I see. And that was always like that yes, from the beginning. Yes, it's always. I think, uh, I believe in beginning with an end in mind. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm. But the digital part just happened because of, I guess, the natural trend in business and where the world was going, yes, right? Yes, correct. In order to scale and to have a sustainable, you know, business. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, digitalization is really the way to go. Yeah. yeah. Even my, all my PEO or my payroll outsourcing business now is powered by our own technology. Wow. Yeah, to provide the services better, different, yeah. you know, from our competitor. Wow. Okay. So now you're an expert in tech. But <laughs> 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 so you've I'm got three, <laughs> three. You've got three different uh, revenue yeah. streams. Mm, are all in mm, in the mm. tech space. It's amazing. Mm. Um, but I mean, there's there's a lot that we could um, you know go through as well. Um, you know, I, I don't know if this is something that you'd be willing to share, but like, are you on track to getting close back to the 100 million? What's that kind of like for AYP at the moment? Um, currently, we are, you know, um, 
twenty percent, you know, on 20? our target. Yeah. Okay. Do the yeah. calculations in my head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. That's that's really good to hear. Yeah, and yeah. this is your but own the company, momentum right? Is yeah, the momentum is there. Yeah. Yeah, the momentum is there. The growth rate is there. So I uh, I believe that we will reach there, pretty soon. Yeah. That's fantastic. Congratulations. I'm Thank really you. happy for you. Um, but as, as, a, as a final thing, right? Mm. So on CEOs Confess, um, mm. you know, there's a lot that you've already shared. Mm. Um, but as a final takeaway, as a CEO of your mm. business, um, what's the one thing that you would confess to as being the secret to your success? Mm. Okay. So I think, you know, the one thing really is that um, when you're running your own business, for sure, okay, there will be a valley that you need to go through. It may not be just one valley, it may be a couple of valley before you know you reach your destination. So the only way to go through the valley, right, is to get through it the hard way. There's no easy way out. Yeah, because I've tried the easy way out, which is, you know, I took up loans, you know, from the bank. And the moment I took up the loan, uh, it just go into the business and just disappear like that. Mm. Yeah, I realized that. Then you don't look into the efficiency, the productivity of your business. So right now, we don't do that. We want to make sure that our balance sheet is strong. You know, we really look into like the efficiency, the productivity of the business. Mm. Yeah. So the only way to get through is, the only way to, the only way is to get through it. Mm. Mm. Get through it just yes, through determination. Yes. Yeah, and grit. the hardship. Yeah, the hard way. The hard way. Mm. Awesome. Great. Take that a nice little takeaway to finish this off. Uh, thank you, Annie, for joining us today on CEOs Confess. You're uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of insights that the uh, the audience can can get from your experience. And thank you for today. Hey, so you're here at the end of the interview. I hope you found that all very insightful and interesting because I know I did. Now, if you haven't done so already, please follow us on our CEOs Confess page on LinkedIn and Facebook so you can keep up to date with anything new that's happening and also get more bite-sized pieces of content. So I hope you tune in to the next episode, but until then, Jikoi out. Peace.